0: Thanks for tuning in to the very first episode of Strangers Rolling Dice, or SRD if you like. My name is Ben Viner, and I am so excited that you are joining us. I'm going to cut to the chase and get to the story. First, I want you to know a few things. What follows is a collaborative storytelling game based primarily in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, but as you will come to see, it is truly more like a quilt, with patches contributed from the game's sourcebooks, our own imaginations, and content from the wild depths of the internet. I will be the Game Master, and shortly you will meet the players. We all live in different places across the United States, from Vermont to Hawaii. So we meet on Discord, and our audio recording process is a evolving beast. For those of you totally unfamiliar with this type of thing, the players and I will be role-playing like giant nerds through situations that are often pre-prepared, but the outcomes and unexpected consequences of the players' choices will shape the story. I will play the role of setting the scene and portraying the characters that they encounter, while they will be a group of adventurers. Some of the outcomes of these situations are determined by dice. Often the higher number, the better the chance of success. Wherever they go, whatever they do, and who they ultimately become is up to them. So thanks again for listening, and let's begin our take. It has been three days since the Noor boats have stopped arriving at Kessig Landing in Glacier. There is a route through the shallows where smaller craft can pass, but the trade ships that navigate the iceberg-filled fjord rely heavily on a lighthouse bright enough to illuminate the way through the fog and ice. At first, the townspeople were unfazed by the delay, but as the days continued to add up, concern grew. Three days gone, and three ships laden with essential goods and traders unaccounted for. On the third day, a search party was sent out. They have not returned. As the sun sets, a new and ominous wrinkle reveals itself. The light in the lighthouse is out for the first time in memory. The Hansmeister... The town's overseer of aquatic trade and travel has posted a bulletin on the town board that reads as follows Gentlefolk of Schloss Lecher, the council has provisioned a handsome reward of 1,000 gold pieces to be divided evenly amongst those who would return the lighthouse to functionality and bring news of the ships Dergath, Sessler, and Eiswerfel. Guardsmen are ineligible to serve this order as recent disturbances on the trade roads leading to the gallery has led guard captain Theo Kastner to double patrols and sentries in and around the township and within the Schloss proper. Travelers, citizens, and those up to two years younger than the age of counting may apply at the Hansmeister's office at the landing to join the levy. The party departs tomorrow at noon. As always, our watchwords will serve us if our actions rise to meet them. We hope for better things. Signed, Hans Meister, Angelo Dedekind. So, uh, the news spreads through town quickly as the sun sets, that there's a group of people getting ready tonight to go out, not at first light tomorrow, but in midday, once they've had time to rally and get all of their provisions together Nighttime is very cold and usually hard to see in the foggy, Glacier weather this time of year. It is fall, and only a few more weeks until what it usually is winter. So let's go around the table here and introduce each of you here at the tavern before you head out tomorrow morning. Does anyone want to go first? uh i'll go first
1: all right all right um i'm cheyenne or che call me that and i'm going to be playing uh bartholomus fud so i'm a goblin i am half halfling half goblin uh and i am basically a military brat but in Dungeons and dragons worlds so i was raised by adventurers and born into an adventuring family And basically uh, got raised in that lifestyle Uh, i tried it for a while in my younger years but then decided it wasn't for me and went and started my own farm had a couple of kids and being a druid found my niche in the world by raising animals and existing in a humble lifestyle on a farm more or less um because i am half goblin and look like a goblin i'm not welcome in every place so when I want to race my dogs or bring my orcs or my pigs in for competitions or something like that, if they do not let me in, I send my eldest daughter Molly, who looks significantly more halfling like.
0: And that's because just to interject here, your spouse spouse is a halfling. You've had three three children? Yep, I have Molly, Wally, and Philip. Oh, Wally and Philip, right. Thank you yep. for the update here. I remember you mentioned their <laughs> names to me. Yes. I will admit on my end, as the GM here, um, it, it is listed as Molly, Son 1, and Son 2. <laughs> Very <laughs> rude. So, um, two. <laughs> yeah. Wally,
1: yeah. Wally and Philip are not pleased.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> I will make sure that they uh, get their, their notes uh, adjusted to be Wally and Philip. Um, right. I will not tell you. Which one is son one and which one is son two?
1: So um, as Molly got older, she basically showed an interest in the dog racing part of the business. And having been kind of a troublesome child, that kind of encouraged her to follow that passion as it was something that I was also interested in. She then met Crow and they entered into some sort of uh, agreement where Crow was helping Molly with her racing in places where I was not necessarily always present and like you know they just became friends and worked together. Crow has come over for dinner, I would say, a couple of times and it's kind of like awkward strange strained conversation. Um but I was mainly like recently convinced to l- let Molly take my prize hog and her racing dog uh on a journey that I could not accompany them on and it's kind of far away, and so I was a little bit reluctant. He went on a boat, and she was supposed to come back with these boats that have not yet come back. So I came into town to greet her on her return. And now with her not returning, I have to dust off my old adventuring gear and go find my pig. And my kid.
0: Yeah, go find your pig. And
1: And, your daughter. And and your daughter. And and don't forget
0: your daughter. Yes.
1: Um. (laughs) All right. that That is That is Bart.
2: Um, I'll I'll go ahead and go next if you don't mind. Yeah. So uh, Crow, um, who's sitting next to Bart um, here in this scene, and I, and, and I like to imagine she's kind of having a worried conversation with him. Mm. Um, she is looks to be about 16, 17 years old, so probably pretty close to Molly in age. Yeah. Uh, she's a human with um, you know long dark hair, very uh, smelt, uh, looks pretty athletic. Um, and uh, she has eyes that are almost white, which is uh, kind of unusual for humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of her uh, identifying feature, you could say. Um, she came from a city to the east, um, called uh, Oglanod, is that right?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's right, Oglenod. Oglenod.
2: Oglenod. Um She is from a rich family. Uh, she kind of has manners of a, you know, expensively raised child, Um, and she in fact has some retainers that you might have seen around. Um, There is uh, Brunkleworth who's an elderly orc butler, Scufflegrit, who's a goblin footman, and Fulgar, who's a dwarven cook, and they kind of just wait on her, they're clearly subservient. Um, She, uh, you often might hear her speaking goblin very fluently, and she would use that with Bart sometimes. And uh, she, uh, given that she's formed this um, partnership with Molly, she's become Molly's friend as well. And I would like to say that when the ships were supposed to come in, she was also waiting on the docks. Uh, she just knows that Molly is still, you know, out there on the ship, and she's kind of worried a bit about, about her. So uh, likely would have seen Bart there, and uh, you know, gone back to to figure out what to do.
0: Here. And uh, the one thing I'll add to that uh, lovely combination of those two stories there, um, great characters, is um, that's sort of not an uncommon conversation that's happening as all three of you have moved Mm -hmm. through the city today. People are getting worried uh, about a long list of people and goods that have uh come in or not come in and there's people checking oh, have you seen this person have you seen them oh i've heard that you're missing a family member etc um so carry on though um i think that's about it for her. okay so is there someone who wants to go next then um i'll take it away okay
3: um okay uh hi guys my name is jesse and um i'm playing um Groce. Groze um he is a dwarf a um he's he is of of uh, clan snowshield um born and bred in the in schloss gletcher region um, with family ties going far back um not saying that he comes from like any illustrious family line but very much in typical dwarven style um a keeping your keeping your head down hard working um you know solid middle class worker um but also deeply invested in his family as well as his community. That is the community of Schloss Gletscher and what's built up around it. Um, serving and so that reflects in his service to the militia. Um, for him it is something valuable to protect and preserve. And of course, um, so the ensuing events are gravely concerning to him. Um, within the militia, he is um, see something of like a kind of like a scout patrol that is, he's, you know, he's the guy who rides around perimeters or he maybe gets sent out just to see what's going on and report back as Ben quipped on um, this before the era of cell phones, you kind of had to go see what was going on. And um, I think beyond that, um, I have some other things I'm, I'm fleshing out, but that's kind of the gist. He's he's just a he's he's a born and bred slow scletcher boy with right. um, a whole lot riding on the line here. And um, he's kind of looking to put together. Um, Hopefully, uh, you know, a strong band to figure out what's going on.
0: Okay. Right on. We got one, one left, and I believe that is uh, our our bard of the party. And uh, yes. we'll go back over when you're done and maybe say more mechanically what everyone is.
4: But go for it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess uh, you see uh, playing the loot uh, in this tavern. You see um, a tabaxi with... Um, amber-colored eyes, um, two furry, uh, pointed ears with, like, mottled black and orange fur, um, a healthy mane, uh, around the neck, the amiable feline nose with whiskers protruding out beyond the sides of a short and lithe feline form, um, clothed in, like, fine linens that look, like, a little bit dirty, but also, um, like, in uh, mostly like colors of like black and dark forest green with like some deep purple lining, and you can see some like leather armor peeking out underneath. Um, just like plucking a loot playfully um, with their uh, clawed paws and a the short bow attached to their backpack that's probably okay. just like on the ground uh, next to them.
0: Okay. And so maybe that's a, a good time to kind of set the scene here as well. Um, you are all in a tavern, or an inn, whatever you want to call it really, but the name of this one uh, is the Carnelian Coin. And um, behind the bar that um, both Crow and Bartholomeus uh, sit at. It uh, has a couple of other patrons with them at it. Behind the bar is an old human man with white hair. Uh, and he seems pretty busy crafting different drinks for people, um, and he also, whenever the drink is ready, walks over from behind the bar and serves it to the individuals where they're seated. Uh, that's the kind of place that this is. Um, it's generally a really nice, um, a nice place, I guess is the only way to say it. Uh, there's a bearskin rug in front of a fire. That's uh, being tended to by a, a blue haired elf. You all have, uh, have you got, gotten a room here, or was it um, just a, a stop before you head out into uh, your, your adventure tomorrow? I know that at least one of you has a house here, um, provided from the militia. Um, Karzalek uh, has a lodging from the militia, at least. That is correct. Um,
1: <clears throat> Bart would have gotten a room because it probably would mm-hmm. have been uh, as a druid level 1 druid Right. I live outside of the town partially due to racial tension issues we're having half goblins in the town mm. and I would imagine this would have kind of been like a day where maybe I would have gotten Molly back and we would have done something fun in the city because we're in the city so I would have gotten a mm. room with the expectation like oh we're gonna you know, spend the night here and it'll be fun because we don't come to town that often So
0: she was expected to be back today on the, the third ship. Right. Okay. Got it. Um, so it's been maybe then, I don't know, 14 hours at the most, maybe less since you, uh, expected for her to arrive sometime in the morning. Okay yeah i definitely have a room okay
2: i think we talked about my family kind of put me up at least initially here Mm -hmm. in town and i want to say that i even invited uh bart to stay with me but he didn't want to
0: oh (laughs) that would make sense and if you look i'll reveal um the upstairs area here And for people listening potentially um we are using Roll20 to reveal maps. Um, um, and it's pretty packed. There's uh, a lounge. There's a couple of individual rooms that are a premium. There's uh, a suite and a honeymoon suite. And then there's kind of more communal beds.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, Um. I don't know.
2: I, I, I kind of think like she hasn't really planned ahead that much. She sure. just has like family money to, to spend.
0: Right. You were also expecting um, your, your, uh, I was going to say your ward, but, um, I'm not sure if your friend. Your friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, how old is Molly? I was was
1: thinking, I was thinking like 16. So, yeah. So
2: we're we're basically the same age. Like,
1: she's a peer. Right. So I think it was like a friendship that budded and then, like, you know, a partnership that grew afterward. Right. Exactly. That would
0: make sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You were given powers vested into you by the, uh, the castle here to lead the group of volunteers that would be able to split the sum of 1,000 gold pieces by going and finding out what happened with this lighthouse and returning light to it. Um, so did you have any plans in the city before riding out or... Taking a ship or swimming? Um, Did you have any? Do you want to consult anyone uh, before leaving? What what were? What was uh, your thinking on that?
3: Um, So, my Karzalek's thought um, through all this was um, knowing that the waters themselves. Well, with uh, having ships gone missing and the waters being inherently dangerous, um, Karzlek, having you know primarily traversed the region on land, um, Mm -hmm. was intending to take the party through the swamp route that is along the peninsula the land route to the lighthouse
0: right so we can look at the map and on the map you can see uh it takes zooming in quite a bit to see but there is uh around schloss glacier which is this castle built into the face of a glacier and and mountainside uh there's some swamps and sort of leads into a wide fjord uh that goes out past the icebergs, eventually to the town of Rinkoping, which is where Molly and the uh, prized pig that uh, Bart was showing uh, went. Uh, they're returning on this waterway, and there's a peninsula with a lighthouse at the terminus that helps guide ships into Schloss Glacier, uh, past the fog and icebergs.
1: How long has this been? Has this notice been up? It's been up
0: now since um, they they determined that the search party that they sent out did not come back. Um, They sent out a search party by boat um, and they rowed across. um, And they would have been able to row across and find out what was going on, light the lighthouse, and row back by now. Um, And a lot of people were there when they sent them off and it was like a party of about six soldiers. Yeah.
1: So so they would have put up the sign searching for help recently, is what you're saying?
0: Would have been in the evening, yes. After after it would have been enough time for a party leaving at dawn right. to get there and yeah. So, so in the
1: past six hours, say, or something like that?
0: Um, I would say longer than that. They, they left probably this morning, and tonight it's it's midnight. Oh, okay, it's midnight. So it's right. been a while. Uh, they put the the notice up at least six hours ago. Maybe even earlier. Could have been in the okay. early evening. Yeah, like they, they expected. A, they expected. Uh, imagine like a a harbor, right? And there's this huge crescent shape that ends in a peninsula. At the end of the peninsula, that's where the lighthouse is. Sure. So you'd have to either row across the very short distance just far enough that you really can't see what's going on, but you can see that there's a shape right in the distance. Or you would have to walk there somehow. Right.
2: Oh, here's the question. Um, do we all know the situation with the search party vanishing?
0: Um, you would uh, probably have to speak with the town authorities to be able to enter into a contract to go and do this in the first place so it'd be good to know have you do you i I would say just because we're starting right now i will allow to say that you have done that or we could start there as a good starting point but uh you all being in a bar together with the person leading it i think is a good jumping off point
1: i would say that bart is probably has investigated having like a pretty serious vested interest so probably would be like a worried parent and like asking all the questions and then having found out kind of what has happened and the call to action that has been put out is currently like has ordered a drink at the bar but is not drinking it because he doesn't drink he quit Mm -hmm. a long time ago and is like perseverating kind of talking every once in a while to crow about the fact that he feels like he really should go looking, uh, for Molly, but he knows that if he does that, Maggie, his wife, is gonna, like, uh, you know, chew him out to a degree, because this was not planned, and, sure. you know, he was supposed to be back, uh, by the end of the night, nu- or, like, by- tomorrow morning, Tomorrow. And- there's no plans for who's gonna take care of the the farmstead and stuff like that
0: so and like you have a farm just outside town here yeah a couple uh, i would the, say a couple of miles glacier where the glacier kind of turns into rocky terrain and then turns into big pasture yeah exactly okay so you're hanging around the tavern having a drink but not drinking it um and nervous about what's happening tomorrow and sort of i guess maybe hanging in close proximity to the dwarf that you know is in charge of the yeah. journey and being ready and, to go and,
1: and like maybe i have a piece of paper like that i am almost gonna sign but not quite i'm not sure i'm like thinking sure. about it and just and I'm like just enlistment my papers around. for yeah. this uh
0: this opportunity here um yeah okay um so a little bit of background that might enable this uh to work better for some Uh, In the larger uh, Rimberig confederation that this city is is a city-state member of, um, frequently uh, adventurers, heroes, or mercenaries are paid large sums of money to be able to uh, fulfill some sort of task for a principality or a province or a small fiefdom. so this is not an uncommon thing to be lending yourself as a cell sword, unless this is your first time.
2: Definitely Crow's first time, and in fact, uh, she would uh, be saying to Bart about this time, like, "Hey, uh, th- that dwarf is right over there. We can probably convince him to leave right now. Uh, what are you what, what are we possibly waiting for?"
1: Okay, um, <clears throat> forgive me for this voice and trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and, you know, I'll find it eventually, I'm sure. Yeah, we all will. (laughs) Yep, Bart is just gonna be like, Um, I don't know, Crow. I, it's... I kinda stopped doing that a long time ago. You know, I don't really go out and leave my family alone. It's not, you know, I left that life a while ago, so, yeah, but... uh, it's a good point. It's, it is Molly we're talking about. I don't know. It's oh God. I wish I could drink that drink, but I won't. I won't.
2: Uh, Crow would would actually switch into goblin to to respond to him. And uh, pardon my attempt at speaking with the goblin accent here. He's <laughs> like, well, come funny. on, come on! It's it's your daughter. It's your daughter we're talking about. I, mean, uh, I, n- I know she's out there. Just trust me. I have the feeling about this. <laughs> All
1: right. I'd say about like switching into Goblin. Maybe it's something like that. We don't talk like you know because my family probably does not necessarily speak Goblin. Mm-hmm. So like maybe you and I talk in Goblin occasionally when we're like out doing work together. Sure. Like because manual labor. So uh, Bart will kind of snap to attention a little bit and be like, eh. oh, that's "Good, good point, uh, Crow." You're young, but you've got a good head. I, I'll, I'll worry about Maggie when I get back, and I'll sign the paperwork. And uh, pause halfway through, almost, but then just finish signing and fold it up. Like, I'll, I'll give it to the dwarf before I head up to bed tonight.
3: Cool. Um, at this moment, um, if I may interject. So. Kar- karzalek recognizing the value in a good night's sleep before venturing out <laughs> um, I must so I uh, wanted to add um, in addition to him wanting to you know assemble a party out of his love and concern for his community it, there is an element of him having the potential to um, raise his uh raise his reputation in the eyes of the g- local guard um, by successfully executing this assignment um, so he's particularly interested in assembling a party with which he it seems like he's been having some issue with and he's really banking on um him finding you know a requisite number of folks so that said that he uh, yep and so him uh, getting ready to head on out he's kind of giving it one last chance he hadn't seen anyone roll or he hadn't yet announced it but before he leaves um he stands up from his seat thinking to himself observing the fire and what's to come ahead um i myself um grain of salt still figuring out the accent and I'm stands up. (laughs) Guests, patrons, citizens of Schloss Gletscher, I'm Kazolek Rotze of the local militia guard. Tomorrow we venture to the lighthouse to solve this crisis on our hands. If anyone here has love for family, friends, and the community that has existed here for eons, I seek a set, a party of well-experienced adventurers to join me as we find out what the issue at hand is, to find the ships that have yet to find their way home and together restore order and peace and
0: wealth to Schloss
3: Gletcher as it was for years before.
0: I think uh, p- people immediately um, like, get, get quiet and sort of like watch you like make this whole announcement and... Um, I imagine leading up to this, like you, you sat there all night, maybe having like one drink slowly over a long time, waiting yep. for someone to, to come up and mention to you who, who was obviously going to be leading this the next day. Um, and it didn't happen. And it was a sort of awkward thing. And you, you waited, and then you're like, it's time to go to bed. So I'm going to say what I have to say. And I think that, like someone coughs. And then do uh do our at least our, our half goblin, half halfling, and our human step forward? Or um,
2: I would like try to basically just pull Bart over there with impatience.
1: <laughs> Alright. Bart Bart is gonna struggle a little bit and be like, oh fuck, this is really awkward. Like why did everybody I don't uh, uh and kind of kind of get pulled over there and uh you have a okay. you have a beard? I assume you do, because you're a dwarf.
3: Oh, do I have a beard? Yes, I have a beard. Yes.
1: Okay. So, he kind of he looks at you. Uh, here you go, scrub face. This is me, down for the the party tomorrow morning. I gotta find my daughter, so... Uh, I'm gonna go get a good night's sleep, because uh, that's uh, very important. I've learned that. So, see you tomorrow. Right. What time are we heading out?
0: The party departed in the afternoon. Correct, Ben. Midday. Yes. Noon. It was supposed to be midday to give you guys time to marshal whatever forces you could with one last push uh, in the morning. Maybe if you needed to make any provisions uh, stops or anything on the way out of town. Uh, okay. I, as I, I, as your generous dungeon master, gave you that time, but um, <laughs> okay. um, you could
4: you could leave whenever you want. All right. I had one question. Yes. Um, ask so, that. yeah. So I imagined that Karzalek knew pretty much what that I was part of the mission already because it's kind of already okay. been arranged, right? So, so yeah. Karzalek,
0: you have a, a little roll call sheet, and you have one name on it. Let's let's yep. establish
4: that. Perfect. And that is yeah. Trees. Yeah. That name is Trees, and it just says Trees. And um, also, for the record, my name is Michael. Oh yes, oh, awesome. we, we, we didn't do <laughs> a great do job with introductions. I, I said, let's
0: all <laughs> go around in a circle and introduce ourselves. And then <laughs> we just went right into a whole other thing. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, that That's good.
2: perfect.
3: I think having a roll call with one person named Trees is an excellent cause for Karzalek to be somewhat alarmed and, you know, tossing out or, this last gambit
1: yeah. and like, getting people together. <laughs> Look, I because yeah, there's one guy named Trees. There's so, like, <laughs> one
4: guy named Trees. It's going to work out fine. So um so as Karzlek uh, like, makes this announcement in the tavern like I will like give him like a knowing nod and a wink, and give him bardic inspiration for the night anyways because you know <laughs> we're going to sleep, and um, <laughs> sleep inspired. And yeah, so like to, to like get him to like recognize just to like instill like yeah I will see you there basically, mm-hmm. and I already know like what the deal is, awesome. but not like actually talking really. Just, sure, sure. Non-verbal
0: song. acknowledging, like, yeah, well, I'll be there. I'm ready. Exactly. I'm just going to play here in the corner. Wait. Yep. Wait till the night's done. Yeah.
4: Okay. I was, if I could try something before we wake sure. up in the morning. Um, nope, I probably, probably, I imagine that I actually probably am staying, like, 10 I'm, like, trying to camp, like, outside of town or something somewhere. Like, I probably found somewhere to curl up and stuff. Sure. And on my way, I probably tried to find, like, some sort of animal to like try to talk to.
0: Okay. An animal to talk to. All right. Yeah. We, um, I think you would be able to find a, a few types of animals with uh okay. pretty pretty easily. I'm curious what kind of animal what kind of you're. Animals after is trees looking for. I, I could tell you what a sampling hmm. of the animals that are surrounding the area, especially the ones that like you could just like approach without them running away. Yeah. though I'm not sure to what ability you I mean, you're a bard correct Yeah. so yeah. I think you would have so- a normal person's ability to like walk up on an animal without okay. spooking
4: them. Um. <laughs> cool. Um so maybe like once I find a spot I just like try to put some like a little bit of my evening rations out or I stole some food maybe from the tavern and sure. I'm like, trying to lure a bird a seagull um, comes uh, over yes. right away.
0: Like, 100% there are seagulls <laughs> everywhere. This place
4: is <laughs> a, it's a human
0: settlement uh, off the coast of a... You know, on the coast of, a, of a, a fjord where it meets a glacier. Yeah. Uh, I will say the diet of this city is very meat and fish heavy. So there are yeah. piles of refuse and there are seagulls everywhere. Okay, So you Lightful. find a seagull, no problem. This Gross. one's name is... Um, uh,
4: Jessam. Jessam. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'll cast. I'm gonna cast. Speak with animals and okay. talk to Jessam. <laughs> Jessam introduces himself immediately to you. Hello, I'm Jessam. Oh, uh, he- hello there, Jessam. Um, yeah. Do you, do you do you like the uh the food that I I have got here? I, I I was curious if you if you could answer some uh some questions maybe. I've got more food. Uh, more food. Yeah, more food. But you questions first. Uh, And it starts eating the food. Like, I'll like crumb it out.
0: What what kind of Um, rations are these? We get a visual. um, I want to get really juicy description of this. I'm imagining
4: eating food. I'm imagining if there was biscuits at the tavern, I swiped a biscuit or two. Okay on okay. my way out sure. if I some can, biscuits. and I will roll for that if you want me to, obviously. Uh,
0: if you would like to roll, pre go back in time and roll for the biscuits, I think that's yeah.
4: fine, but we could also just... We don't want to go to jail tonight. Um,
0: we don't want to necessarily start off by saying, while I'm talking to this animal, I retroactively get a
4: natural one on my sleight of hand yeah, check to exactly. get these biscuits.
0: You can give them some rations from your
4: own pack, maybe. All right. So I've got some like, yeah, some like stale crackers that I've been avoiding eating, how about?
0: <laughs> right, that yeah.
4: that all I'm putting out for uh, for Jessam, and um, he eats him up real quick, um, <laughs> and is is sort of like wondering what the question is. I'll just I would be like probing him for information about like have you seen anything weird lately, or if he's uh, noticed the lighthouse being out or like seen if, anything around there. If
0: you'd like to place it that way, um, and you're you're sort of interviewing the seagull. Um, yeah. For information specifically if he's seen anything weird and
4: um it lasts ten minutes, so I've got as long as yeah. he's around, I'm just like I'm just talking to Jessum, like shooting the shit a little bit, um wanting to hear about the town. Taking a second
0: here to look up something about seagulls really quick.
4: Um <laughs> Do they have do, more intelligence do, than I do?
0: I don't know. How much intelligence do you have?
4: Six. pretty good um <laughs> <laughs> i guess so yes that's more than 0 <laughs> <laughs> they
0: um they do not have more intelligence than you apparently oh, all right um it it definitely says that it has seen some weird things recently um i'll tell you what it says cuz i like to roleplay weird animals when druids and rangers and bards try it. to talk okay. to them cuz i'm way about that
4: i'm here for it
0: so um we we did see some stuff down by the
4: by the beer 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 beer, beer, beer. Uh, the, you said uh down down by the the beer beer engine beer, beer In- engines
0: um roll me a history check
4: uh-oh that's uh 6 minus 2.
0: No, -3. Oh, okay. You
4: don't uh you you don't know <laughs> No, -2. You four. don't know much uh you just
0: know that there is there's only two places really to get uh beer in town here uh that are are notable that come to mind. The yeah. place that you even staying um which he could easily be referring to yeah, and another place down by the docks. Both could easily be a haunt of a uh, of seagull. This, this tavern that you're in is uptown more, uh, towards the glacier.
4: Okay. Uh, uh he,
0: he tells you, uh, mm-hmm. in, in so many words, he tells you that he's seen weird things by the beer. He does have a very low intelligence score, though, so I don't yeah. know how much he's yeah. going to be able to tell you. Um, you, you could narrow your line of questioning.
4: Um, I don't know if I would have the, like, wherewithal to know what to ask a seagull. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and what it saw, That's so I fair. think, I think me and Jessam are probably just, like, chilling. I'm okay. asking him if he knows where good spots are to, like, steal food. Jessam knows or, all about that. Yeah. Jessam
0: is, um, Jessam tells you again, by the beer, uh, there's fries there. Um. Fries, okay. I will tell you, you know that
4: this, Uh this tavern doesn't serve fries. So it's the other one I'm imagining, Mm -hmm. okay, interesting, um, I guess I'll just like log that in the back of my pea brain and try to remember (laughs) in the morning. That's fine. (laughs) It's interesting that, yeah, there's like something interesting going on at the other beer place.
2: Now, uh, Trees, I need to ask,
4: um, when, yeah. when the conversation
2: is over with you and this bird, uh, do you being a cat person just, like, jump up, up in the air and bite him and carry him off?
4: <laughs> That's not what I envisioned. Uh, okay. I envis- I envisioned that, actually, I was going to, like, probably the last interaction I have with Jessum is, like, uh, asking if, uh, if he has any friends or if he wants to keep an eye out. I might keep tossing him uh, crackers. Um, um, just okay. to look out for interesting stuff. Jessam looks at you, studies you for a little while, um,
0: is going to uh, sort of nod and jump up and down, like pump its legs a little bit like birds do sometimes, and it uh, it, it seems like pretty, pretty into this relationship of you give me food, I tell you what I have seen.
4: Awesome. Um, cool. I will pull out another little stale cracker and give it to Jessam. <laughs> it picks it up and it flies away. Awesome. <laughs> Bye. Oh. <laughs> and I curl up and go to sleep. Okay. Ooh. Um. Sorry. Could I squeeze in a little more
3: dialogue with um with our patrons who are just wrapping up inside the bar? Go for it.
4: Absolutely. There are a
0: bunch of patrons, and if you guys want to do so- uh anything before you leave, that was a great time at the night or in the morning before.
3: Yeah. So while Trees is having his riveting um dialogue outside with Jessam, um. Karzalek is you know having accepted the papers from Cron um, Bartholomew of course looks over them and it just vaguely dawns upon him and he thinks like oh and he calls and he, he responds having received the papers Bartholomew you're aren't you, aren't you from those aren't you from those pig farmers over yonder I feel like I've seen I feel like I've seen your wares pass through here over the years Briefly recalling that, you know, having been born and raised, he more or less, he's seen almost everything that's come through. And I, I have to say that Bartholomeus and um, his livestock ha- are of some solid repute in the area. So, yeah, does deserve recognition. Uh,
1: yes, uh, I, I I, but I would say I'm probably the pig farmer in the area. <laughs> but uh, Crow, y- you're a little bit young, don't you think, to be signing up for this? What, what are you what are you doing? Come now. Don't be ridiculous.
2: I'm fine. I just want to find Molly. I... I,
1: I okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not your father, so I'm, I can't say no. So. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. You're twice my size, okay? God. Anyways. All right. I'm to bed. I guess I'll see you two in the morning.
0: So, uh, as everyone is sort of going to sleep, one last person catches you um uh names 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 uh Karzalec, catch it you're caught by one last person who comes in and they they knocked at the front door like right near closing time when everyone's about to leave and they sort of like waited right there in the in the mud room to this tavern and then they they grabbed you as you left um and they introduced themselves to you Um, And they call themselves uh, Johnny Brewer. And Johnny Brewer looks to be about 14 years old. And you recall that in the notice it said, um, and applicants up to two years younger than the age of counting can apply to go on this mission. And so you sort of look at this person and ascertain that they are They barely would make the cutoff if you were to guess, Um, but he talks your ear off about how ready he is to go on the adventure, and how he's just old enough and his birthday is yada yada, and it's just in time for him to be able to go and do this and help, and that he really, really cares about getting this done because the school was gonna go and do this baked goods festival, and he was, Really excited for the cinnamon that was coming in, and it didn't come in. And he's got to do it because he's raising money, and he just could go on and on and on and on and on.
3: Ooh, okay, um, Karzowick. He he takes this all in. He's 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 almost overwhelmed with with the sheer level of enthusiasm at the end of the night. And um, as you said, having seen though that this kid is just scraping by, uh, is he? I mean. Is he a robust? Is, it, is he like a physically no. Like robust? No. Okay.
0: He um, is. Uh, he is would he maybe not be per- picked uh, first for uh, <laughs> like sports at school. Okay. But let's say it that way.
3: Okay. um uh, heartily and sincerely, you know, puts like a, a hand on his shoulder, like a good old solid pat, looks him dead in the eye. Boy, your enthusiasm is truly It's truly the spirit of the people of Schloss Gletcher. But I don't think you fully understand the scope of what's going on here. Another few few days, lad, listen to me. Another few days of this going on and there are serious repercussions. What I need you to do is to stay here, look after the people, see how you can assist the elderly and those who are too young. That is the best way you can serve Schloss Gletscher at the moment.
0: Like me, I'm too young.
3: Aye, lad, you are just, you're just a little, a, a little too young. A few more moons under your belt, and you can count
0: yourself standing right alongside me and the rest of the town militia. He, he nods, and he, he, he holds his head kind of low, but he looks at you, and, and he nods, and, and he turns around and and leaves. But before he does, he, he just says to you, well, g- good luck out there. Well, we're all counting on you. Um, so I think then we can jump cut to tomorrow morning.
3: Is there a center, is there a central town, like uh, a town square, a meeting? Yeah,
0: let me, um, let me really quickly then, actually, if you want to know, like, where to meet, because, uh, there is a a town square that has a name, actually. Um, uh, I have to just grab a thing here and roll 20 and move you guys over. Whoa! Whoa! Um, You can kind of see, I will ping on the map, yes, that fountain uh, outside the castle walls um, with the stone benches. Uh, Warm Spring Square, uh, a fountain that flows with water that never seems to freeze no matter how cold it gets. Due to its partial mineralization and warmth uh, bubbling up from the cracked earth below the settlement uh, is what people usually attribute it to. Though there's some superstition as well uh, that says that it's a blessed spring. Um, it smells like farts, I want to say that. Like I don't know if you've ever been to Ashland, Oregon, but the lithium water there that they have for free coming out at the thing, it's like that. And it's gross, and I don't like it. Um, <laughs> uh, right. It has a memorial plaque, uh, The if you guys are gathering there. Uh, it has a memorial plaque around the, um, the base of this big, ever-flowing fountain uh and it shows a group of children singing in a circle around the stone relief work and it has an inscription on it that reads to the small ones lost but not forgotten Aww, how
3: nice beautiful thank you for that ben
0: Mm -hmm. does anyone have any last errands they want to do before they leave on this adventure
2: um, Crow would have gone back by uh, where her um, retinue is staying, just to grab like way too much gear for this.
0: Okay, situation. fully decked out, like a, mm-hmm. a Seattle tech worker going for a hike in a national park.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, she has like a climbing kit tied to her,
0: to yeah. her backpack yeah, 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 yeah. now, and everything. You you went to REI and you mm-hmm. stocked up on eight hundred dollars <laughs> of hiking gear for this for this hike. You are ready there you go. <laughs> Yeah, you have your handfuls, two handfuls. Bart would
1: have also in- not gone to bed and gone home first, walked out of town, got okay. his old adventuring gear, and then walked back. So
0: okay, so maybe you're on a little bit of a low sleep. Yeah, for sure. I'm a little bit like, uh but you know. But it's morning. Um, I'm Had gonna say to it's it. it's later in the morning. Like you guys have a couple of hours until the time where the council will get on your ass if you haven't left, or pick another group.
1: Alright, I would say that Bart is probably just by the fountain, like, at 4 o'clock in the morning and is just sitting yeah. there and waiting. Yeah.
2: Uh, Crow as well. I mean, she would have, like,
4: just pacing back and forth, ready to go. Okay. Um, I'll move you over to that map. Yeah, I probably showed up there pretty early in the morning myself. Okay. Um, you do stand in front of
0: um, a, a couple of notable places um, that you would see in their signs, even um you you are in front of that big red building there to your uh to your west um on the on the yeah right before the gateway you can see just beyond that the at dawn every day the uh, ice cutters uh wake up and they are working in the building just on the other side of it this one here um, they're cutting hunks of ice on these big ladders off of the glacier and shaping them into perfect bricks and stacking them to be hauled off in carts. Um, and then to the... just just one building closer than that um, is a big uh, star over the entryway, and it says the Frozen Star Quality Goods Emporium. Um, and it's just this huge job lot where it's like a, a fantasy version of Home Depot. There's a contractors-only section. Um, and people are, like, coming and going and getting their stuff for the day.
4: The shield, but you have to assemble it yourself at home. Yeah, a shield, but it comes with, <laughs> with uh,
0: it comes with four screws, and you only need three, so when you actually do build the shield right, you just have one screw left over, and you're like, I'm gonna tape this somewhere and feel like I'm gonna lose it, but <laughs> I'm gonna put this somewhere, <laughs> just in case. Put it in my inventory. Yeah.
4: There you Use go. screw. <laughs>
0: Screw, yes. What did it go to? No one knows. Um, okay, so... Last Bart call? Is, yeah,
1: Bart is just pacing back and forth, waiting for uh, Cars elect to, to arrive, so that we can leave.
3: Okay. Cool, yeah, Cars is gonna, um, so Cars is gonna have, leave the barracks, um, mounted, I'll, um actually I have a secondary... I can upload, change my avatar image. Yeah, um, your
0: token for mounted. Yeah. I'll, I'll make it two-sided so you can flip it over when it's mount time and flip it back over when it's time to be off the mount. Oh, my hero. Thank you, Ben. Um, Yeah, he's
3: <laughs> he's just doing a quick... He's spending the morning doing a last call just, like, for the love of, or like, Ola crawl, you know, the patron god of Clan Snowshield. He's like, well, can I get anybody else to show up who's not, like, 14 years old? Um, okay. Do you, you actually want to find out
0: uh, if there's other people in the town that are willing to go by like canvassing other areas
3: uh i mean if that if that's possible
0: it is it, i mean if that's what you're getting at saying that you want to do like you want to find anybody that you can call in right yeah any other okay. able-bodied people wants let to get me a tell of this. let me tell you who's going to come along with you one second okay hmm get some red shirts um you you uh find <laughs> a ranger that um is willing to come with you um and the ranger is um, also a dwarf. Um, They are, uh, let's see, I'll give you more details on them sometime when I don't have my screen covered and stuff here, but you did get a ranger uh, to come with you, and they know the path from uh, basically from the road where the road ends to the lighthouse. They're familiar with the swamp, so you should actually have a little bit of like a guide uh, and they do charge for coming. They say in addition to the 1000 gold, they would be if if you wanted to hire them as a guide, you could pay them a um, uh, hundred gold and they would guide you and they they expect a share, but they also want extra.
3: Okay. That is an extra term that cars are like. Well, he'll he'll cross that bridge with um, the administration when they get there. But so he he's
0: like, immediately... I'll get reimbursed for this. But yeah, 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 yeah okay. exactly. <laughs> okay. Definitely, okay. definitely, and <laughs> definitely, definitely. We'll get you that hundred gold. You got you got, right, got the yeah. Mul-
1: yeah, you, yeah the militia credit card. You're like here. you Yeah, go. yeah, here you go. <laughs> yeah, right yeah totally this.
0: love it. Okay, um, wonderful. So with that said, you guys, uh, you set out. I'm going to say you set out at, like, 11.30, before when you're supposed to set out. And you've got a group of... let am just do a little bit of a roll call here. We have Karzalek, the dwarven rider for Schloss Glescher, who is riding maybe in front, leading um, another mounted figure, riding a, uh, a pony alongside them, this, this other dwarf, um, who's got light cloth and leather armor and a longbow on their back. They are guiding. Um, you have a human, um, do you have a mount? Uh, no. Okay, so walking behind this group is a human, and um, also we have a, a goblin, a half-goblin, half-halfling. Do you have a mount? Nope, but I got snowshoes. Okay, well, you're walking. The, the snow from the night before is even starting to melt on the cobblestones as you come outside of the town. Um, and then we have a tabaxi, I presume, mountless as well. The only one of us that has a mount is the one who's going cavalier.
4: Yep, no uh, okay. no mount for me. I'm probably keeping an eye out for Jessam. Hmm.
0: You, you spy a goblin, but you're... Oh, sorry, not a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> goblins hey, of the hey, sk- what the heck? Uh, goblins <laughs> of the sky, the uh, <laughs> the eagle. Um, you you see a sky goblin, and uh, you're pretty sure it's Jessam, but you it's really, you really can't be sure at this distance. There's so many of them. Like uh, on the map here, you are you're, you're yeah. heading to the east uh-huh. to go through the farmlands where you will pass by uh, Bartolomeus's farm. Uh, you'll be able to probably see the road that it goes down to get to your farm as you go by. And then we're going to go out to the, the map here, um, as you, as you leave the town, you, you begin to move down this cobblestone highway that is kind of winding in and out on, on the rocky coast, and you see to your right as you continue and to the south you see this marshy coastline that goes out a long distance um there's even some like small wetlands little tidal wetlands that seem like they fill in uh, at high tide and then empty um and it sort of arcs this sandy reedy, uh long winding path to a big rocky outcropping with a lighthouse on. Um, so I'm going to need, for the first uh, situation here, I'm going to need a, a roll from all four of you, a cumulative survival check roll, as you step into the wilds, unless you want to do anything before you you step into the wilds here.
4: I got nothing. Okay.
1: No, I think uh, Bart would just be... Talking with Pro about like what to expect in this part of the world and asking if she's
0: been out past my area, but I got 12, okay. 12, and asking about what's out in this area.
2: Wait, are you asking if I know to warn me, yeah. or are you asking if I know to, uh, to
0: ask me you? if I ask me <laughs> if you know to to
1: warn you? Like this is this by. is like my area. I grew up I grew up in this area kind of to a degree, and I
2: have. So oh of yeah, I uh, plenty of times, plenty of times. Okay, okay. I feel, okay. I feel quite at home out here.
1: So we got an 11.
0: We got a five. We got a 16. We got a 12. Nice. So that's a total of 28, uh, 33, 44. Okay, I will tell you that that's a success on this check. Um, you you really quickly ascertain that even with your guide, uh, who is named Horus, uh. Horus tells you there's not really a path, because every time they've cut a path, uh, a big storm comes or the ice comes and it pretty much erases it by the next year, or it's more trouble than it's worth maintaining it. Um, the uh, the time of year that you're at right now is not the wettest time of year. Um, and during the wettest time of year, he tells you the there's a lake nearby that Uh, whatever the source that pours into that lake, it overflows and washes about a 20-foot high river across this whole area. So even now in the fall, with the brown decaying foliage, you see all these uh, plants been pushed over by the current from when the the torrent of water came through during the spring. Um, So there's a little picture of what you guys are walking through. Um, Now I'm gonna roll something really quickly here, and we'll see what happens. You love to hear it. Don't you dare. <laughs> okay. You, you find yourselves moving through this, this uh, trek uh, through here where large rocks rise out of the bog, and a small river, um, you can see how much lower the water level is than it normally is around here and there's dead trees and detritus and low, foul but sweet-smelling, uh, swamp water, um, in this sort of low creek, and you, um, you, you look up and the sun is just a little bit past midday. It's only taken you a few hours to get here, maybe two or three hours.
4: What do you do? Are there any trees that I could climb?
0: Um, if you, you you look up at these sort of raised platforms of stone, and you can you can make out that there's canopies of trees up on the cliffs, but you can't quite see what, if anything, is up there, other than really dense foliage. If you would like to climb up on one of those, though, you're welcome to give mm-hmm. me a climb check.
4: Um, yeah, I'm pr- I'll They're probably about like
0: 35 feet up.
4: Okay, um, I'll probably like whisper to the rest of the gang, like uh. Maybe I can get a better view if I climb one of these. Okay. Good idea. Okay. okay, so I'll roll. What a what kind of check are we doing here? Athletics. Athletics. Oh boy. Yep. Here goes. <laughs> oh boy. That's a twelve minus three is. Nine. Oh, minus three. <laughs> you uh,
0: you start scrambling up the side of this thing, and you just
4: you you can't. Yeah. Oh wait. Um, so huh? I'm I'm a tabaxi, so I have claws, so I have a climbing oh. speed of 20 feet. Oh, so, so you like, can just climb this. Thing. Yeah, so no I can, effect. like, yeah, it might okay. not look pretty or strong. <laughs> okay, I like that, I like that. You start
0: and, like, everyone knows tabaxi are great at climbing, and then you, like, stumble, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, I got yeah. this. I'm, I'm, like, at <laughs> the top
4: of the tree, My like my arms are just, like, shaking from, like, how much weight it is.
0: Do oh, you want to <laughs> move you up there, or are you going to move up here or to one of the other places? Um, and, um, you'll see when you get up there, there's a
4: tree you can climb. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably climb up over here and see if I can see anything. Yeah. You head in, and now you're on top
0: of the tall tree that's in that area. Yep, he's gone. Very cool. There you go. um, so, what you... Uh, give me a perception check from the top of this tree.
4: That's a 17 minus two <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be wait no 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 I have I have zero in perception so just 17. Oh 17 very nice that is that is good
0: okay <laughs> you um, you see two things one uh, a pair of birds circling uh, south of you in the um, in the clearing ahead just below the tree line. From what you saw before, um, they are circling low and seem like they might have found something. Are they seagulls? They're not okay. seagulls. Definitely not seagulls. They have almost a slight red tinge to their wings.
4: Mm. Um, I'm gonna like try to like like i guess i can't can i see the gang anymore you can like, see them yeah you okay. can
0: see just like a a, f- a group of three figures kind of like milling around sorry four figures okay. um five no 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 you didn't accept the uh, youngster four figures okay the three of you and the scout
4: so i will hushedly try to like say what i see and point out in what direction it is be like i see these uh strange birds, not like the one that I made friends with last night, but uh, they seem to be interested in something down there. And I'll slowly, uh, very shakily make my way down. Um, I'll whisper to the
2: others. um, Do you think I should sneak up there and take a look?
1: Yeah, uh, just be be careful, Crow, but yes, uh, just be very quiet.
2: Okay, I'll try to do that. I'm gonna try to sneak towards where he was indicating. Okay. So I'll start heading that way, um, it's as quietly as possible.
4: Okay. Ducking um, things I'll probably tag along as well because I'm I saw it, and I'll be like guiding him in that direction. Okay. Uh, this is the best token I can do for now. We'll get it
0: we'll get a herald token. In. Horace? Harold?
2: I thought his name was I Horace. I said Horace. Wait, he's, he's lying. He's lying. Don't trust him. Oh my god. No, it
0: is. He's an it is imposter.
2: The game, ranger. It's a shape
3: changer. <laughs> Kill it.
0: Horace. Kill Horace. Horace. <laughs> H name.
2: Uh, um, Horace, Horace is, is in my notes as someone who will have a hundred gold pieces soon.
0: Someone who will have a hundred <laughs> gold pieces who is definitely a ranger. Um. Okay, so you want to move quite like down yeah. the ways there. Okay, mm-hmm. tell me where you'd like to move. Just go ahead and drag um, your your
2: token there. I guess right to this tree to peak.
0: Okay. Um and any specific way that you're gonna be moving in that direction other than quiet. Just wanna
2: Um avoiding the water and trying to like, you know, go behind tree to tree or any kind of okay.
0: you know sure, uh, sure.
2: line of sight breaking thing.
0: Okay. Um as you move, I'm gonna need a stealth check. Okay if I can remember how to do this. Just click on the word stealth, right? Click on the word stealth and it should roll, which is the beauty okay. of roll 20. Okay. That's an like...
2: expertise one for
4: me, so. Nice. I feel like I'm gonna be creeping along behind oh. Crow, just to okay. make sure that- Go ahead. She's not alone, but just like kind of following in her path. Awesome. With I a 23,
0: roll. you move very quietly. You'll you know. step over the top of the stump. Uh, that's sort of, uh, you know, right here behind this fallen tree and you look at the water and you see there's just some small amount of, of movement even in the water you're like it could be a fish that could be a bug landing on it but you're you're like I- i'm glad that i didn't get in that water right now <laughs> um okay and then you hear from behind you um with a roll of 11 on the stealth, uh, a crunch um Ugh. on a couple blades of uh dried grass and some uh you know decaying plant matter um and the (laughs) tabaxi who recently tried to you know scurry up this cliffside uh with a little bit of difficulty also is having a little bit of difficulty following you um and you see these two birds start cawing and they, uh, they definitely know that something is down there, and they start flapping agitatedly um, and flying around. Um, beyond that, mm-hmm. um, there's a bunch of algae growing over um, what looks like whatever they were circling, and you see sticking out of the muck a gleaming helmet much like a Spanish Conquistador's helmet, and uh, the skeletal head within. Um, and these things begin to swoop at you, and we'll pick up next time, right there. Oh, oh boy.
1: Oh no. you are gonna be attacked by a bunch of burbs. Man, so we're, all, we're already into combat. We literally just left town <laughs>
4: we're about to fight something <laughs> yeah, we've been walking for like two hours right and who knows if we're gonna fight them maybe they're friendly birds mm-hmm. you could just talk to them and see
1: yeah they're gonna be like hello
4: <laughs> hi there
2: are you a friend of jessim's
0: <laughs> yeah Jessam sent me. I have Maybe an you can message. talk your way out of this. Maybe they There's want We all know each other? Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, you guys know Jessam?
1: Oh,
2: stealthy tree.